the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's calling, wake up, child. It's your time to shine. You were born for such a time as this. Such a time as this. I mean, my first full day was I was going to hit somebody, right? It was 24 hours, and I actually caved in and had some orange juice before I was going to speak on a Saturday night. I'm not going to go, oh, I had orange juice. I can't believe it. Because it's the heart. It's God's looking at the heart. So you're struggling. God sees that honor. He honors that struggle. Jonathan Edwards, when he preached his his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, that sparked revival, he actually had a commitment not to eat or drink water. And he had to have some water. Uh, Now, he might be getting too extreme. I don't know. I'm just, my point is, that sermon still sparked revival. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of a special message from Pastor Shane titled, Fasting, the Spiritual and Physical Benefits. Join us as Pastor Shane encourages us to press into the Lord, seeking the heart of God while also espousing the incredible benefits we receive when following Christ's command in fasting. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. It's no secret that we are at the crossroads. Opiate and alcohol abuse are leaving a path of destruction in their wake. Obesity is skyrocketing and plaguing the young as well as the old. It has reached epidemic levels in children as well. Diabetes is plaguing millions and cancer and heart disease are the number one killers of, uh, uh, of Americans. Now, of course, the question comes out, well, big deal. Spiritual health is what's the priority. And I do agree with that. However, I'm going to hopefully answer that in just a minute because we pray for God to heal rather than help with self-discipline to change harmful habits. Now, we know that certain habits cause illness, cause disease. And it's sometimes I feel when I'm praying for people uh, that will definitely pray. Pray works. God answers in miraculous ways. He's doing amazing things. But I, when I pray for somebody on, let's say, heart problems or, uh, or different issues, how do we know that it's not tied to taking care of this gift that God has given us? Yes, I'll pray for your anxiety. And yes, I'll pray for your fear. But you might want to stop drinking a pot of coffee right? That, that's adding to that. So many times we want God to heal, but we don't want to take responsibility for our actions and stewarding this gift that God has given us. Most are not caring for this wonderful gift of health that God has given us. There are multiple, I'm going to quote now James Morris. There are multitudes of diseases which have their origin in fullness and might have their end in fasting. So they have their origin in fullness and they might have their end in fasting. Fasting does not kill us, overconsumption does. 
right? We all think fasting is going to kill me. No, that doesn't kill us. Overconsumption does. And if you go back two and a half years ago and you watch a video, it's called, I believe, um, Overcoming Addictions Through Fasting. I was about 45 to 50 pounds heavier. And just as a personal testimony, my energy is much better. My attitude towards people is much better. I can run. I can play with my children. I can minister better. I can preach better. So I, I think we miss how much our physical affects us spiritually and also energy levels. And actually, when God says, go out and do this, minister to others, be an example, share your faith, go out and help people. Oh, I can't. I'm too full. I'm too bogged down. And I think it really hinders what God wants us to do. Now, again, granted, the physical benefits of fasting are secondary. The spiritual benefits are the priority. But tonight, I'm actually going to focus more on the spiritual. Here's why. I'm sorry, more on the physical. Here's why. Every single message I've ever given on fasting, I think it's a dozen, always was focused on the spiritual. So you can go and you can listen to, let me just give you some examples. Uh, Lean Mean Fasting Machine, it's on our website. Health, what does the Bible say? Uh, Fasting over forks, part one. Fasting over forks, part two. You know, that's a little play on words with with forks over knives. Uh, Prisoner of appetite. Fasting, the good, the bad, and the hungry. Fasting, they found the secret. This kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Fasting breaks enslavement. Overcoming addiction through fasting. So you can see there's a lot of fasting sermons over the last six years. And I can tell you that fasting has probably made the biggest difference in my life personally in regard to preaching, in regard to studying God's word, in regard to living the victorious Christian life. It's by far prayer and fasting and worship in the word. That, that has changed my life more than anything. And I can tell because back many years ago when I would preach, uh, when I would not eat, say the night before, and I would come to a men's breakfast, empty stomach, say no to the gravy, no to the eggs, no to the sausage, and, and I could feel the presence and power of God. And then when I would choose to cave in and eat, I was very sluggish, wanted to hurry up through my message, and uh, let's get out of here, right? It's nap time. So I could always tell a difference when the flesh was full and when the spirit was full. Now, of course, food isn't bad, right? In many cases, God has given it to us to to enjoy, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But when it begins to imprison us, and we become to, we begin to be prisoners of our appetite, and we start to consume things that are not healthy, and they're actually detrimental, that's when it begins to tilt the scale in the wrong direction. So let me just talk about a few spiritual things, then I'll get into the physical benefits. In Joel 1.14, We see the power of fasting. Joel said, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the people and cry out to the Lord. So the magnitude of the situation determined the response. Fasting is depriving the flesh of its appetite as we pray and seek God's will and God's mercy. So that's mainly what it is spiritually. When I fast, I starve the flesh and I'm filled with the spirit. Because fleshly appetites and spiritual hunger do not often go together. We've talked about that before. Is it easy to pray and worship after Thanksgiving dinner? Or is it time for football? And we see that, and so we see this interesting relationship that we have to have food to survive, but when food becomes our God, our becomes our idol, and we begin to, begin to be filled with the things of the, of the flesh and, and eating and consuming, it will affect us spiritually. 
It, it, there's just no way around that. The Bible's clear on that as well, not to mention gluttony and a lot of different things. And again, I'm preaching to you as a fellow sojourner, as a fellow struggler in this area. I have not mastered it. Okay, my daughter just had a birthday party and Krispy Kreme was knocking on the door. And I'm, I'm going to say, no, I'm not celebrating with you. I'm fasting forever. Or am I going to have a donut? And, you know, so I, I, I'm there with you. It's not about perfection, right? It's about getting back up and falling forward and at least, at least looking to our health more often than we do. And here's why. I, I don't want to take the scripture out of context. Paul said, I, w- I was going to note this, when he talked about the Holy Spirit being, uh, uh, our body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now the context, t- context, and I like context, because it means you won't take the verses out of context and make them say whatever you want them to say. The context is sexual immorality. He's saying, be pure vessels that God can use, because your body is actually the temple of the Holy Spirit. So why wouldn't that apply to other physical parameters? Why wouldn't taking care of, and, and, and I don't know how much I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really be careful here because, um, I was overweight. I was made fun of and, and I, I know it, that, that it sometimes is difficult. So I want to be very sensitive, but at the same time, I want to be very truthful. And sometimes that hurts and sometimes it steps on toes. And, um, I was going in a very bad direction as I was in my twenties and thank, thankfully God changed that. Um, but I don't want to get on a rabbit trail. I want to stay onto this, on this, on this topic. Uh, remember this. The flesh always wants to negotiate. Right? Come on. Come on. Just a little, just a little Krispy Kreme. Well, you had one. Why not three more? Right? Come on. Why do you want to get so extreme? Just, just, just invite me and just, and the flesh is always negotiating. So remember that with fasting. The flesh is not your friend. It's always going to negotiate. Well, I'm not supposed to have sugar. Well, that big cookie has honey in it. Well, that's God's sugar. I guess I can have that, right? And I'm not supposed to have meat. Well, fish isn't really meat. Let me have that. And, you know, your flesh is always going to negotiate with you. So fasting is really, I think Jensen Franklin wrote about this in one of his books, The Power of the Made-Up Mind. That really stuck out to me, the power of the made-up mind. There is will involved in this. There is self-discipline. There is making up your mind because as soon as you give your mind an inch, it's going to take a mile. Mine is, at least anyway. As soon as I start to make excuses, and that's why for me, I know this might sound hard to some people or difficult to understand, but for me, water fasting has actually become easier than a Daniel fast or a juice fast because it's simple. Water. That's it. Not on a, a juice. Well, can I make a smoothie? Like throw three bananas in there and a whole bunch of, and see, that's a juice, right? Kind of. Or Daniel fast, you know, uh, uh, what about uh, this or that? And vegan cookies have 400 calories and lots of sugar. And, and I can kind of, I can kind of uh, trick myself into doing things. So remember this, the flesh is always wants to nego- negotiate. So take it to God. Be led of the spirit. Matthew 17, 21, Jesus said that a certain evil spirit does not go out of a person except by prayer and fasting. And the Bible students will know that this verse is in, not in some translations because it's a disputed text. But as we've taught before, the principle is throughout Scripture. Fasting applies pressure to the spiritual realm. 
Fasting applies pressure to the spiritual realm. Think about that the, the flesh is always wanting to indulge, right? So fasting says, I'm not going to indulge on the flesh. I'm going to focus on indulging on the spirit and seeking the things of God more than the things of the flesh. Off, uh, author, uh, actually he's an author, but his, his name is Arthur Wallace. He said, often pressure has to be maintained before there is breakthrough in heavenly warfare. Are you ever praying for something and it's just not happening? Well, I'm just going to give up. I prayed for five minutes today. That's enough. Often, when you're breaking through, when you're breaking down strongholds, when there's spiritual warfare, it does. it's not a quick process. Sometimes there is pressure applied. When Paul says, pull down strongholds, that doesn't mean that stronghold's coming down that minute. Right, Lord, take away this stronghold during worship and you leave here. Boy, that was easy. <laughs> I don't want alcohol anymore. I don't want to smoke anymore. I don't want coffee anymore. I don't want sugar anymore. Boy, Lord, you are, man, that was so good. Or is it a stronghold? And that is not coming down easily. It's coming down one brick at a time, one sledgehammer hit at a time, and you're applying pressure to the spiritual realm. That's what fasting does. It applies pressure to, to, the, to the demonic influences and to our own flesh, and it, and it takes time. One of my hopes is that you don't get defeated because uh, I haven't done too many fasts perfectly, right? Just, oh, that was easy. That was perfect. You know, you, 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 in a moment of weakness, you grab some walnuts or you take some juice. Or like, oh, forget it now. I'm going to just forget it. I'm starting over. No, you just say, oh, well, I'm, not, I'm learning from that. I'm going to move forward. So you don't allow a little tiny step back to become a long-term setback. And, and, and most people don't fast perfectly because really God's not looking at caloric intake. He's looking at the condition of your heart. That's what he's, some of the biggest breakthroughs I've ever had were, were fast that I just blew it miserably. Now I'm not giving you permission to fast, right? Cause some people say, why do you tell me that? Now I'm just going to blow it all the time. Well, I'm trying to encourage you that when you do mess up, you get back on track. Many, what I'm speaking from as well, maybe I should have told you this. I did a, I did a, a fast. I had no idea how long it was going to be. And it ended up being 22 days. Uh, just ended about two weeks ago. Out of 22 days, 14 days were water only. And I was trying to go, and nine of those days in a row were water only. Um, and I was trying to um, just be led of the Lord. And one time was when I had to speak, and I was not feeling good. I was either going to cancel or or eat something. So I had a little bit of almond milk and a few walnuts, and I was able to come to church and speak. So am I going to let that detour me from my commitments? And you know, so I kind of struggle through. But perfectionists would say, "Oh, you blew it! Back on you got to start all over." I'm like, "I'm not starting all over. That's just been 19 days. There's no way I'm starting all over. There's that's impossible." But you see, but God God honors that because it's a heart striving. Not perfect. So I wanted to encourage you in that because most people, they, you know, I can't do this anymore, Shane. I got an email from a guy. I can't do this. I've tried 12 hours and I'm, I'm, cannot do this. I said, you've got 12 hours though, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's, that's an accomplishment. That's, you've, that, look at that. My, you think I started just by going a week? I mean, my first full day was I was going to hit somebody. Right? It was 24 hours, and I actually caved in and had some orange juice before I was going to speak on a Saturday night. I'm not going to go, oh, I had orange juice. I can't believe it. 
Because it's the heart. It's God's looking at the heart. So you're struggling. God sees that honor. He honors that struggle. I think it was Jonathan Edwards when he preached his, his famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, that sparked revival. He actually had a commitment not to eat or drink water for three days. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, unless the Lord tells you to do that, I don't promote that. But he got, he was able to speak. He, he, and he had to have some water. Uh, now that, he might be getting too extreme. I don't know. I'm just, my point is that sermon still sparked revival, even though he didn't quite honor what he wanted to honor with God. Anybody ever fell short? <laughs> Say, Lord, I want to, I don't want to do this. So the enemy wants you to keep beating yourself up so you stay in a cycle of defeat. That's usually why most addicts never come out of their addiction because they stay in that cycle of defeat and failure, and they just stay in that, versus God says, hey, you failed, come out, let me, let me pull you up, let me guide you, let me lead you, fall forward into God's arms. So here's the thing, four things that really affect our health, our fallen nature, right, our DNA, that, that how the, the, the curse is in the body, it is going to deteriorate, we're going to get sick, I've had to pray for kids uh, that have died at three, five, six years old from leukemia. I remember vividly remember uh, first getting into ministry. My pastor took me to a, a 19-year-old girl who was dying. I think it was leukemia. And I'll never forget that. Just how her body looked like a skeleton and just, just, just that, this going through a lot of things before she finally died while we were at the house. And it's just some things we can't explain, but we know that health, that deterioration, sickness is related to our fallen nature. We also know there's demonic oppression. I'm hoping I can get to that a little bit on Sunday and talking about spiritual warfare. We know that the, the woman that was bent over for so many years, Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed from your infirmities. Why should this daughter of Abraham be bound by Satan? So we know that that is sometimes linked. How many of the people uh, in the Bible that had demonic uh, possession and had diseases, epileptic uh, in the Bible and, and things. So we know that as well. And again, I just go from what the Bible says. Uh, toxic thoughts. Uh, do you know unforgiveness? Bitterness? I just talked to a pastor today in Lancaster. He's fasted 21 days before in water many years ago. And I want to ask him a few things about this. He said he knows of people where they've been set free as soon as they release unforgiveness. If you don't forgive others, how is your father going to forgive you? And sometimes we might have that hold on us. That the, and I don't know how, but we know, we know that anger, ask any cardiologist, it's not even a Christian, anger is very bad on the heart because it releases certain stress hormones that are detrimental to good health. So we know that our thoughts, the way we think, unforgiveness, bitterness, all these things, uh, you, you ever just walk around when you're like that and you, are, you can tell it's not good for the body, but when you're worshiping and there's peace and there's joy and, and you're filled with the Spirit and you're loving people, you feel that. It, it affects us physically. And the fourth point is failing to steward this gift that God has given us. Now, that is my main focus this evening because I've just given you a dozen other sermons that are about 10 hours on the spiritual benefits. So the main focus, though, is fasting and what it does to the spiritual I'm sorry, the physical. See, the spiritual's on my mind, though. That's a priority. But here's the question. Here's the question I've been thinking about all month as I've been writing the book. And actually, it was this 22-day fast that allowed me to finish the book. Because uh, when you're not eating, you know you have a couple extra hours each day. And I told Morgan, I'll be home later while you're having dinner because I'm going to work. And it, it gave me the opportunity to work on this. But here's what I kept thinking. 
I teach, pastors teach stewardship. Why stewardship on finances? We teach stewardship on your marriages, right? And our marriages, how do we, stu- how do we steward our walk with our Lord and, G- and Savior? Why is it then not important to steward our health? Because it affects everything. How a person, how, how our body is, 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 is it healthy? Is it not? Now, there are people, I'm going to go visit, hopefully, one this week that's in a bed and cause, uh, convalescent home. Another lady we talked to on Facebook who's in a wheelchair, bed bound. So I'm not talking about those things because, uh, it's not like, well, you know, you must not be doing good spiritually. That doesn't, that doesn't always happen. There's very, very spiritually mature people, uh, that are dealing with health issues. But for the majority of people, why shouldn't we steward our marriages? I mean, why shouldn't we steward our health? Can you pray and seek God better? I know I said this a few weeks ago, but I want to repeat. Can you pray and seek God better with a headache, tight pants, and sluggish, lethargic body strug out on your favorite addictive substance? Oh, that wasn't very encouraging. Let me ask that. Can you seek God better, right, when your pants are tight and you're sluggish, hungover? Oh, there we go now. Wow, I guess we got the right crowd in here. But you can't. You can't. I remember um, I took, I don't, I don't have a problem with pain meds, but a couple years ago, the dentist, I've told you a story, gave me a month's supply of Vicodin for a root canal. I think it, I still have it's expired. I need to throw it away somehow, but I've told you you're not supposed to just throw it in the trash because it gets in the water supply and all that. But anyway, that's a rabbit trail. I took it, right, and it got me to sleep because it was, it was a bad one. I, the whole next day, I was trashed. Like, why am I so tired and grumpy? I, I just, this stinks. I'm depressed. I don't ever want to touch that again. See, it affected my whole day. I didn't read the word. I didn't worship. I wasn't nice to people. And I go online, oh, side effects. Oh, well, there you go. And see, so you see how the physical will affect us spiritually many times. So that's what I'm truly trying to get at. That's what I believe God has put on my heart. Granted, this is a unique calling because not many pastors focus on the physical. Or you have the people who focus on the physical like Dr. Colbert and uh, Jordan Rubin, uh, Dr. Axe. Maybe those sound familiar. And, and they, they focus on that. But there's not too many trying to, 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 to see the correlation or bring it together. Or maybe it's not their calling. Uh, and, and and different things. God will call us to certain things. Uh, the Maker's Diet, I've told you that before, about 15 years ago, uh, I presented my book to a publisher, and uh, I backed out of it and just did it on my own, and then they took Jordan Rubin's book, The Maker's Diet, which two million copies now sold, right? But people are like, oh, don't you regret that? I'm like, not at all. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be selling products and doing organic farming, and I'm called to preach, so God knows what he's doing. But I see the health benefits and, and people are set free when the health is in alignment, when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're taking care of their gift that God has given them. For example, next door, I pray for heart trouble, but the same person stops by McDonald's and Colstones on the way home. We'll pray for MS, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, but they, can they, can those be caused by neglect? They often can be. There's fasting retreats where they'll deal specifically with multiple sclerosis and put somebody on water only for a month. And the results are amazing. Why? Because the body is repairing. The body has time now to repair instead of it's constantly getting rid of the toxins. Now it has time to repair. We pray for cancer, but are we consuming the things that are fueling it? Now, I have two or three people right now that are friends of mine that I'm praying for them in regard to cancer every morning. So I'm not just, well, you need to eat carrots. I mean, I'm not naive. I know that, you know, sometimes that, that, um, that sometimes we just don't have answers. Sometimes, you know, this isn't 
bulletproof. This isn't uh, something that always works like a magic wand because God wants us to seek Him. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time. Hello, Regaining Lost Ground listeners. This is Pastor Shane Eidelman. Hey, if you're anywhere near Southern California, I would love to meet you on Sunday, February 26th. I'm speaking in Los Angeles at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at Rolling Hills Covenant Church in Torrance, California. Or if you have friends or family in that area, please let them know. I would love to meet them as well. Again, I'm speaking in Los Angeles this Sunday, February 26th in Torrance, California at Rolling Hills Covenant Church. And I would love to see you there. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Such a time as this He's calling Wake up child It's your turn to shine Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.